Hey everybody, it's me, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Karthus, Tyrant of Jund. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode 257 of the Commander's Brew Podcast. Sean, uh, how are you doing? Doing great. We've got a, a new egg machine. I'm eating eggs from a new machine. <laughs> yeah, can you explain the egg machine? Because you told me about the egg machine uh, after, uh, before we started recording here. But I, you got to fill people in on what you, what you got going on here. Okay, it's a little thing. It looks like a little egg of its own. It's a little domed device. It's about as big as a kettle. It's got a small footprint on the counter. You plug it in. You put in up to six eggs, and the little measuring thing tells you how much water to put in for how well you want them done. It's got a poaching tray. You got all these options, and it just knows when the water's evaporated, your eggs are done, and it plays a little annoying digital song, <laughs> but it's, but it's you know, it lets you know your eggs are done. It's a great machine. It makes... It makes eggs so easy. Hey, ho, master, your eggs are done. Come get your eggs. <laughs> our eggs are done. Is that the, the song? The Oompa Loompa song, but from sung by eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound like something the Oompa Loompas would sing. Hello, master, your chocolate is ready. Come <laughs> get it from the oven. There's a young boy in the oven as well. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh. Uh, yeah, so... Um, uh the egg machine uh that's that's exciting that's what's happening here i mean it's exciting to get a new things you know we're not leaving the house very often like the general excitement level is a little on the lower side so these kind of <laughs> things you know become special so wait so you put in um up to six eggs up to six eggs in shell in shell but you the 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 thing that puts the water in when you open it, the lid, there's a little puncture thing. You need to puncture the bottom of every egg with it. With what? a little needle. To to boil an egg? I'm sure that's not necessary, but for this machine, that's how it works. I guess I don't know. It's like a sensor or something? Like that's how it knows the eggs are done? I, well... Maybe it, the machine can't afford... It's a new machine, so I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, the I don't mean to stress you out yeah. asking you too much about the egg <laughs> machine, but... So, maybe it's too... Maybe it's, it can't risk... You know, your eggs, like, pop in the pot sometimes. Maybe there's that little there's a little gap of air in there. Maybe you just need that to escape. I don't know. I never had an egg pop. What? Eggs pop? Well, well, not pop, but, like, you know, like, like you put in the boiling water, and it's like, oh, this one opened, and, like, there's, the eggs started coming out while it was boiling because... Oh, yeah, if you, like, cracked it or something. But wouldn't yeah, that yeah. be what exactly what's happening here? The little thing cracks the bottom of it. Well, I think because <laughs> it can release the pressure slowly, uh, probably maybe. it's okay. I see. Um, and it, you said it cooks in many ways. Poached? Yes. Boiled? Soft boiled, hard boiled, okay, deviled, oh. I mean, which is a kind of boiled, I guess. <laughs> like it takes out the yolks and whips them up and puts the whips mayonnaise in them. A little and... cayenne pepper, yeah, there's a little paprika like, on there, <laughs> little, little paprika packet. I love it. Like pipes it back into the egg, into the egg white. Uh, I wanted to make eggs Benedict, so Ooh. I looked up how to make hollandaise sauce. Oh yeah, it's very easy, but you need egg yolks. 
to make I didn't realize that whenever I eat eggs benedict I'm eating eggs on top of eggs. You know what? I didn't even really realize that either. I'm I'm like vaguely aware of the like the main sauces, but um not really how to make them. Hollandaise is basically just some egg yolk, some lemon juice, and hot butter. That's like every sauce. It's all just butter, really. Yeah. It's like butter, like a roux is like butter and flour. Yeah. Right? And then like and then, yeah, my dad used to make a, a bechamel. Cheese. Yeah, like yeah, maybe that's what a maybe a bechamel. The bechamel is the egg and flour one, actually. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know my mother sauces. I don't know. I know. I I know. I only know what I like heard on the Food Network when I was twelve. Um, uh, but uh, anyways, enough about sauces. I'd say. Like, I mean, the, you can never have enough about sauces, but but we are choosing to move on from sauces because we got a show to do. Yeah, and at this point, like, I I, I don't know how much we're, more we're going to get out of talking about eggs and sauces because there's not really that many more sauces you put on eggs, honestly. Wait, I do feel though some people will have noticed that you started saying something that your dad. Used oh, to my do. dad used to make a cheese sauce instead of hollandaise for 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 eggs Benedict. Yeah, he used to do the flour butter cheese type sauce yeah it's good it was really good and that's the only way i knew eggs benedict for many years i didn't know that uh, what this uh hollandaise business was when i first saw it the reason i brought it up is because now i'm like i don't want to use four eggs to make two eggs (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. stupid (laughs) yeah that's weird (laughs) it's weird i don't want to use four eggs i just want two eggs why am I using four? Anyway, well, you know, I don't get it. Maybe I will take this up because honestly, right now in my house, I have listen, I know we said we we're done with the eggs and sauce. <laughs> we're not. But we're not. Because it can never <laughs> be done. Uh we had we have three dozen eggs in this house right now. And we wow. barely eat eggs. You know. Uh we uh, so here's why. So we finished our carton of eggs, which lasted us like Right up to the date when they're done, which is like, if you know, I mean, you know, eggs, that's a pretty long time. Like, eggs don't expire in like a week. They last a long time. So, uh, so then we went to, we're like, ah, but for this shopping, we need to go to Costco because we need to get all this baby stuff. You know, we need to get a bunch mm-hmm. of the, like, the big, the big staple stuff. So we're like, okay, fine. And then Sarah was like, should we get eggs at Costco? And I'm like, well, they're going to give us like 48 eggs and there's nothing we can do about it, you know? Um, uh, but they, you know, they came in like packs of two, so it's 24 eggs instead of just the 12. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I'll just make sure to like make eggs all the time. And then Sarah's brother is going to, or he went already to like uh, PEI for like a long time. So he like gave us a bunch of stuff that was in his fridge and he gave us like these really nice, um, uh, like, you know, like weird vegetables that you don't normally buy, but now you have to like make something fancy with them, like green onions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> green onions, a weird vegetable. <laughs> I was trying to think of what that weird vegetable could be. I was no. not expecting green onions. <laughs> These uh, weird vegetables like carrots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. it's just <laughs> it's just it was so many vegetables that I don't normally buy. Like, what's chard? You know what I mean? Oh, um, that's that, that's way weirder yeah, than green. Onions. Yeah, that's a weird one. No, I know, I know. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, but so in this like food package he like dropped off at our place was uh a whole carton of eggs like a fresh brand new carton of eggs so i actually huh. might make some hollandaise uh eggs benedict now if now well, i know it uses double eggs 
the the tip that I read over and over and over is the butter must be hot, not just barely melted. Mm. If it's not hot, you won't get a creamy sauce. Oof. Those sauces are tough, man. The one where you have to do the flour, I have ruined several times. Ruined the roux? I think because I put in too much flour once. One time I did it and it was fine. The other time it was an absolute disaster. And I was like, ah, surely adding more cheese will fix this. And it just, then I also ruined a whole bag of cheese. So, uh, anyways, well, now let's be finished with eggs and sauce. And thus concludes <laughs> the eggs and sauce. Uh, and we move on to the thank yous. Thank you <laughs> to you, uh, you there listening to our eggs and sauces chats. Thank you so much. It does mean a lot to us that you kind of get to know us a little bit before we get into the meat and potatoes, other foods of other the show. Foods thank of the you. Show, yeah. Some of you decided to go to patreon.com slash commandersbrew to donate that way. That's a great way to get more involved with the show if you want or to help support the show. That money goes a long way from helping us produce the show here. Uh, you could go to the TCG Player affiliate link in the show notes of this or any episode. If you're going to buy magic cards, you might as well buy them through there because then, you know, we get a little cut of that action if you're going to buy them anyway. Or if you're Canadian, we're Canadian, you're Canadian, we, we got to help each other out. We got a super special deal for you. You can go to the Wizard Tower, use our coupon code and get an actual discount. Cheaper Magic Singles. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizards Tower. WizardTower.com. One of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWICORIA, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there! All right, cool. Good stuff. BREWICORIA, still rocking. Uh, okay, well, it sounds like it's interview time. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for the two of us to interview our special guest. It's one of the highlights yeah. of, of, of the show for I, me. I do have to run. Oh. Real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they're okay. selling a new kind of ice cream sandwich over at the convenience store. And I got to I gotta check it out. It's a new kind. I mean, that, that sounds great. Get me one. Uh, yeah, I'll even bring it over. Okay, great. So it'll be like... 45 minutes before I'm back. Um, I mean, this interview will be over and so will most of the episode. Can you cut that at least down till the interview's over so you can do the main episode with me? I can't bring you the... the. I'll show it to you. How about that? I'll just take yeah, a picture okay. of it and send it over. That's that's great. That's right. great. I got I to gotta see what it's all about. It, they said there's bits in it, but I don't know what bits. Well, now I'm dot, and now I need to. With the people need to know what bits. We'll see. We'll see what the bits are. Okay. Okay. okay you go. I'll start this interview. All right. Hey, Sean. Uh, tiny, t- t- tiny. Do I call you tiny? Do I call you Mister Bones? How do you like to be addressed? Well, see, this is it. You know, this is why I'm here, sort of. Okay. Um, you see, uh, this name. I don't know how this name got started. You know, uh, you know. People give you a fun nickname when you're in high school, and sometimes it sticks around a bit. Mm. Name's not Tiny Bones? Okay. Your name isn't Tiny Bones. I'm so sorry. I, I assumed your that was your name. No. Uh, what, what is your name? What should <laughs> you know, I call you? Just because I'm a skeleton, Sean, doesn't mean my name always has to do with bones, okay? You know, that's a, that's a stereotype. 
I'm so sorry. No. I, do, I don't. Not your yeah. fault. Not your fault. The name's okay. Dusty. Dusty? Dusty. Okay. Dusty uh, Bones. Dusty. Dusty. Your last name is is though is Bones. Though. It is Bones. Yes, I am part of the Bones family. <clears throat> okay, Dusty Bones. Uh, Dusty, thank you for being on the show. Um, well, now I feel silly because my first question, I, I, I thought the people were dying to know why your bones are so tiny. But if that's just a nickname, I guess... I mean, you you seem like a regular-sized skeleton to me. Like, I, you don't... I wouldn't describe you as tiny. That's not what I would describe you as. Well, you know, I appreciate that, Sean. I really do. I, um... I wanted to come here today to talk about that, actually. That's exactly the thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, I... While I am a smaller member of the skeleton community, you know, and yes, sure, I have the nickname Tiny, and no, it's not one of those ironic nicknames, like when they give really big, huge, muscly guys the nickname Tiny. No, it's not that. People called me that, I guess, because I was actually pretty small. But, uh, you know, all of us skeletons, you know, we're not all... These, you know, we're not all super small, super thin guys. You know, we, we've got a range of body types. I just wanted to come here and tell, tell you, you know, that uh, I, I just want to spread that message, you know. I think I understand. We're, we're talking about um, bone positive, bone. I don't want to say body positivity because you don't really have a body. Don't truly have you, a body. Yeah. So you skeleton positivity yeah yeah yeah. the uh the skeletal structure structural positivity even if you want structural positive i will admit dusty mr bones that when i think of a skeleton i think of the image of a skeleton that the media has presented to me my whole life uh it has never even occurred to me to think that there could be all the different sizes of skeletons. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us and our viewers. Yeah, well, you know, we all, you know, I, probably some of your viewers are, are mostly familiar with the kinds of skeletons that are just all bones and nothing else. And you can see straight through us. And if you try and stab us with a sword, nothing really happens. We just look at you and keep coming after you and stuff. Or maybe, you know, you grew a child of the 80s and you're familiar with Skeletor, you know. A really big, muscly blue skeleton, somehow. Yeah, the, Skeletor is a puzzling character because <laughs> his head is a skeleton mm -hmm. head. Yes. And the, with the name Skeletor, we can assume that most of what's under the that tight those tights are is a skeleton. Mm -hmm. But dude was ripped. Dude was was like yeah, big, thick. yeah, just jacked. <laughs> Jack. And, you know, he, he loved to wear a loincloth and a weird, you know, like, Legion of Doom kind of crisscross <laughs> thing on his chest and really showed off those blue pecs. And, and he was really a, a pioneer in that respect. Like, he yeah. was the first person, first skeleton person out there, you know, really saying these things. You know, saying, hey, I have a super jack muscular skeleton body and it's got skin and everything and uh you know us skeletons are more than just only bones and no organs or anything or tendons or anything or and it's just magic that holds our bones together most of the time evil magic sure sure necromancy yeah a lot say. of necromancy going on i mean listen 
just because my head falls off all the time doesn't mean that happens to everyone. Some people might have a ligament or two still cracking up there in the neck area. Well, D D Dusty, uh, I want to thank you for your bravery to oh, come thanks. on. I like it. Um, because I do know that it's important and I feel honored as a podcast, as a show, that we get to present another type of skeleton because, well... I'll, I'll let you take this. Like, it, it, Do you want to give a message to any young skeletons out there who maybe don't see skeletons on TV that look like them that maybe you, you will surely inspire, you know, maybe young skeletons? Well, I'll just leave. If there's anything you want to say to them, our channel is yours to, to say whatever you want to say to the youth of the skeletons. Absolutely. Chad, thank you for this opportunity too. You know, if you're listening out there, just know that your skeleton body is just as beautiful as every other skeleton body out there. Whether it's a super tall skeleton that was brought out of the sea and there's seaweed hanging off of it and you're attacking a, an old ship because you're the skeleton of a giant. Or if you're a bunch of skeletons that got reanimated from a huge crypt and you're acting as one large skeleton that somehow looks fat. That's even a skeleton. You know, some zombies that people call zombies are incorrectly calling them that, and they're actually skeletons with, you know, a bit of flesh still kicking around. It's a, it's mm. a, that's a fine line. You know, we do have some, you know, we've got some, some people in the middle there, some skeletons in the middle, and that's fine. You know, that's another type of skeleton body, and we're happy to, you know, get that up there and talk about that a bit more. Also, if you're not seeing a lot of skeletons around, feel free to create a few. Do you know what I mean? Just, I don't think I follow. How does one create a skeleton? Well, just, just grab some any old weapon you have around. You know, bludgeon someone with something or stab them or use some sort of black magic, evil curse type thing, and then toss their body in acid and then wait a bit. And then you'll have your you have a skeleton there. Create a skeleton or two. I do it all the time. Really great Indeed. stuff. I can't officially endorse creating skeletons um what? officially well as a human being that sounds like murder and we don't do that <laughs> there's severe consequences for that you come on that's my people that's how my people are made i mean i i recognize that all of us, i will turn into a skeleton one day but usually that's just nature doing its thing you no one accelerates it with acid like really that's, that's the best way really. to get it you get a nice clean bone you get a nice bright bone that way look at this eh, look at these i mean you're very bright i, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything but I mean, uh, have you had i mean my hands are, have yet to skeletonize i guess <laughs> yes you've got uh fleshy hands yeah yeah See? i guess All another example types. of the types exactly here, right? Exactly. Right. My hands are full, regular human hands, not a bit of decay on them. No. Nails nails could be in better shape, to be honest. But hey, I'm a skeleton, and that's yeah. all there is to it. And I'm happy and proud to be one. Well, Mr. D Dustin, Dusty Bones. Dustin, uh, yes. Dustin, Dustin is correct. That's the full <laughs> the, I guess and then the, the only other thing I want to clarify is sometimes on an Earth plane as, as human beings... You know, some people are known to say, you know, who carry a bit more weight on them will say they are actually are big boned. 
Mm. And they they blame their skeleton Ooh. for maybe maybe some parts of their body that they're not very proud of. What do you what is your comment towards that? You know, if you're blaming your skeleton, you know, I think that's just the wrong path. You know, your skeleton is your skeleton. And look, you're not big bone. You, you know, you just got a uh, big ass meat wrapped around them bones. <laughs> to quote a great comedian who I can't remember his name, but it's the guy that got super roasted. <laughs> super roasted on that Emmett's <laughs> On the Roast of Evan Smith by Jamie Foxx. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a big YouTube junkie, as you can tell. I know about all the best roast videos. Yeah. But anyways, but there, but you know what? If you do have big bone, if you're some kind of dinosaur, or you're maybe, uh, you know, like, a, a again, a giant, some kind of cyclops, love you. Love that skeleton. Because you know what? That skeleton's bringing all kinds of of, of power to you and, 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 you know, all sorts of abilities you didn't have. If you didn't have such a large skeleton. So I'd say embrace it. Be you know happy what? with you. What a great message. Whether we are flesh or skeleton, I think that's a message that we can all get behind. Let's be let's be all about us, all about oneself. Um Dustin, I'm 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 changed. I'm a changed person. Uh I I I, th- I think I see the world and the skeletons in a new way. The next time I see someone walking down the street, I'm going to think about the person I'm seeing and the skeleton inside that person. Worms. <laughs> Did you say worms? Worms. Another way to get great skeletons. Worms. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's that's more common, right? After human being, after we pass, we get buried often. And then the worms eat the the flesh away that's very normal yeah it's also a greeting for between skeletons and, and it also means like great great job good good stuff oh, worms worms am i allowed to say that as a flesh person no i'm so sorry okay i'll give you permission this time though let's hear it no i i, I i'm not comfortable even even though you're giving me permission i still feel wrong about it i don't want to do that i'll tell i'll tell you what if you plan on making a skeleton you can say it I will be a skeleton one day, I think. I think. Worms. Worms. (laughs) Worms. Well, it's fun. It's fun. Worms to you. Worms to everybody. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, It it was great meeting you. Uh, I hope I can see you again when I am a skeleton. Hey, I'm back. Andy. Okay, you first. What were the bits? Oh, they were just something called rainbow bits. Sprinkles? I uh, no, they weren't even sprinkles. They were weird. Okay, we interviewed Waxier. Tiny Bones. Anyways, yeah. Well, I got to interview Tiny Bones. Oh, great. Whose name is Dustin. Oh. And weird. we shouldn't think all skeletons are skinny and bony. Oh, really? Yeah. There's... Some of them are a bunch of skeletons trying to be a dinosaur, and some <laughs> of them are a giant that came out of the sea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, I'm sure that's in some movie I saw at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't get that <laughs> stuff from imagination. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, well, worms. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, bugs. Whatever. No, Indy, 
never mind. You had to be there. Flies. Uh, should we should we know. get on to the regular episode, the yeah. regular deck tech? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get into uh, let's get into our deck tech here. This one is uh, I'll I'll admit quite ambitious. Uh, quite an ambitious <laughs> deck with it. quite a plan. Uh, and but it's it's fun and it's a, it's a lot of fun to get there, which is you know it's all about the journey, as we all know. Um, and I'll tell you a bit about the journey. So the first thing, um, the first thing that inspired this deck was I noticed, actually, you t- your idea for a deck thought made me uh, think of um, Double Masters. Yeah. And Double Masters just dropped, and with a ton of great reprints in it. And as Ooh. you know, when these really expensive sets come out, and us budget players are, are are around here, and we're saying there's no way I'm paying like whatever it is, what sixteen dollars a pack or something. I'm not paying that for a pack of Magic cards. No, no. No matter how many alternate art possible foils there could be, I don't care. Uh, I'll just wait around and scoop up all these reprints at their newer, lower price, which is exactly mm-hmm. what this week's Commander is all about. So what the, one of the ones that jumped out at me, uh, because I know from previous episodes, whenever this card pops up, I'm always like, ooh, too expensive. But it's uh, Karthus, Tyrant of Jund. This is a card that, um, you know, used to be like pretty expensive. I think like maybe even as high as like twenty bucks or something. Yeah. Um, and now it's dropped down to like four or five dollars, so we can snap this up now and actually play with it, which is great. Um, so Karthus is um, a Jund. You might, as you might have, may have guessed, is a Jund commander. Four black, red, uh, green. And it's a legendary dragon, 7-7, with flying and haste. So already, like, this is a beast of a commander. Like, you're looking at, you know, elder dragon territory here with the 7-7 and the haste and everything. Like, this is like... 7 times 3 is 21. Exactly. So, uh, but it has some abilities, too. Whenever, uh, when when Karthus enters the battlefield, you gain control of all dragons and then untap all dragons. And then other dragon creatures you control have haste. So right away, this screams dragon tribal, obviously. You want to have a bunch of dragons, and then you can, uh, you know, they all get haste. And then, I don't know, even untapping them is cool. But the thing that always, like, uh, I don't know, sort of jumped out at me about Karthus is this whole, like, gain control of all dragons and then untap all dragons, which is a very cool ability, but, like, how often is it going to be that your opponents are running a bunch of dragons? Like, yes, there's the possibility of just straight up your opponent has a dragon deck. Of course, lots of them, lots of those exist. But really, the odds are pretty low that in the game you choose to play Karthus, someone accidentally also chooses to play dragons, you know? Especially yeah. if you're, like, like our meta, like, we don't, we're not, we're not secret about our commanders that we're playing. We'll, you, we'll just be like, hey, I'm playing this one, like, you know. So if I'm... If I saw someone bringing their Karthus deck, I wouldn't be like, okay, I'm gonna play my Dragon Tribal deck against it. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll just grab another one for that game because I'm going to get crushed by your commanders. It's not, it's not even gonna be fun for me. <laughs> and I bet you the Karthus player is like, yeah, don't worry. Like I understand. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah, because because obviously the Karthus deck is gonna be built to like take advantage of its own stuff mostly, and you're not not just hoping that your opponents are playing dragons. So this was a stra- it's a strange ability and obviously it wasn't built with commander in mind so whatever but like as a commander it's such a weird ability to have. So how do you build around it? Well there, there are straight up there are Karthus decks out there. There's you know your there's your Jund Karthus decks. But I um I wanted to like use this ability in a in a weird way. I wanted to steal all my opponent's creatures with Karthus and no matter what they were, right? So that's what we want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to 
make all of your stuffed dragons, and then take them, and then take <laughs> everything. Um, yes. So uh, so yeah, let's let's basically let's do that. So what I wanted to, what I need to do this first of all, I needed blue, and blue is not yeah. in Carthus. And then actually, as our as like my my own idea for the deck uh, grew, and then actually was like solidified when I went into the Discord and we talked about it there. Um, white was obviously needed as well. So it's like, let's... We haven't done one of these in a while, I don't think. But I think we're going to do a secret Karthus. A, a five-color secret Karthus deck. I love it. So strap in. Um, that's what we're doing. And for... So so who are we running as our commander? I actually forgot to put this in the notes, John. So I'm just going to uh, pull okay. it up here. Um there's a couple of good options, really good options, and and I had an I had an idea going in. Discord put out some other ideas, and I think they were very good ideas, like really strong. Um, but I decided to stick with my original because of for a few reasons. So the so the um the one I had is Golos, Golos uh -huh. Tireless Pilgrim, five generic for the three five legendary artifact creature scout. When it enters the battlefield, you can search your library for a land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped. Then shelf your library, any land, so that's nice. And then it has the really ability... Really helps with that fixing. Absolutely. And then it has the ability of two, and then Wooburg, so seven in total, to exile the top three cards of your library. You can play them this turn without paying their mana costs. Um, obviously, that's a great ability, and um, yeah, yeah, it's really good. But this is here to get us a land when we need it, right? Because by four, by turn five, hopefully we have a few lands. Maybe we, we had a ramp spell. We're able to fix a little bit. And Golos is there to get us possibly that last one we need, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Golos serves some other purposes, though. Uh, Golos throws off, in a big way, what we're doing. Um, you put you put down Golos, people are going to think, like, okay, like, it's five color, like, whatever, you know, anything. You're going to be spitting Golos all the time and getting these big abilities. And your opponents are going to be really confused when the first time you hit seven men and you don't use the Golos. <laughs> because um, you're not going to that often you can and it's still fine but you actually have other stuff to do so the other options were like scion of the ur dragon which is oh, really yeah. good uh that's easy we can go get karthus this way and put him in your graveyard um and then we can get him out of the graveyard but uh which i think i can't remember who suggested it it's so much stuff from the discord actually um uh yeah anyways uh it was it was a that to me was like okay they're gonna expect dragons uh so they're gonna know to deal with scion all this stuff anyways they can exile your graveyard blah 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 so i didn't want them to be doing that and i thought then i have to include this whole reanimator package which like in addition to all like these other things i have going on and there's a lot going on in this deck already so i i thought it was better to keep it out and instead just kind of lean on um just good old tutors card draw stuff get get the stuff we need that way so there was on a, there's another one where it was like uh as you'll see i'll like we we change creature types a lot in this deck, and uh, what's the what's the elemental that you did the other day? Like a couple weeks ago, you did the five oh, color deck with the uh, elemental. Yes, 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 yes. I've already forgotten. Yeah. Anyways, the five color elemental that like lets you cast elementals from your graveyard actually is right. not bad as a commander here. This was another great suggestion. Um, but yeah, we stuck with Golos, and I think Golos is the overall best choice to get us to that five colors and. Um, and then, and then it. I mean, Golos digs us three deep, but we get to cast everything we get. We do with it. So, 
It's not bad. Horde of Notions. Horde of Notions. Ah, mm. Yes, we both. I remembered it. You looked it up. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're using Golos. We're going five colors. We got Karthus in the deck. Let's uh, let's set the scene here and uh, and talk about what we need to to start to make this deck happen, right? What do we need to uh, to set up here? So, Sean, why don't you talk about these first uh, two cards here? Uh, Commander Staples, Ghostly Prison, two and a white for an enchantment. Creatures can't attack you unless their owner pays a tax of two for each creature that wants to attack you. And Propaganda, same deal, except it's two and a blue instead of two and a white. Uh, is, although, is there a subtle difference that it, between Planeswalkers? No, it's no. always you. Yeah, it's the same. Some of these effects say you are a Planeswalker you control. These ones notably don't, so... I don't know if you run any Planeswalkers, but these no. do not stop creatures from attacking your Planeswalkers. These are Commander Staples, like you said. You know, nothing new here, nothing fancy here. But we, this deck does take a long time to set up. And it's actually kind of a good thing because we, it allows our, our opponents to get their stuff out. And uh, you actually... Um, if, if I were to take a second, like, pass at this deck, I would actually include a few more things that help our opponents like draw cards and do stuff like that. I've got a little bit of it in here, but I actually might might up it a bit. So yeah, ghostly prison, propaganda, just stuff to just stuff to get down there and then slow our opponents down a little bit if we have any um, aggro stuff out there. I mentioned tutors. We're gonna need a couple of those. Uh, Diabolic is the two and uh, two and two black. You know, search your library for a card, put in your hand, shuffle your library. Classic. We also have demonic collusion, which is three and two black. Uh, and has buyback of discard two cards. This is actually relevant because, like I said, Stead needs a lot of setup. We need we we're looking to do something pretty pretty wild here, and we'll we'll reveal that uh, when we get to the neat moves. But so so actually, tutoring for something and buying it back by discarding two cards might be well worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it just says this. It's the same thing. It just search search for a card, and put it in your hand. And then we also have dark petition, just because it's a nice efficient one where it's three it's three and two black. Same as the other one, but um, uh, it has spell mastery. And if there are two or more instant or sorcery cards in your graveyard, you also add three black to your mana pool. So it actually kind of only costs two if you can cast something else with that three mana that you get back from the petition. And, and you know, there's a lot of times where late game you, you'll draw one of your tutors. And if it's dark petition, you actually you might actually be able to, to cast the next thing with the leftover mana you have. So it's pretty sweet. Uh this is what we're going to need. We're going to need to slow them down. We're going to need to go get the cards. Uh, another way of kind of slowing them down, which I, um, which actually speeds up the attack on your opponents, which is actually like not just slowing them down from hitting you, but speeding it up, is the new impetus cards. I actually, I love these guys. Shall we read these two? They're great. Uh, so the blue one is psychic impetus, two and a blue for an aura to enchant a creature. The enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. And whenever the enchanted creature attacks, you scry two. You being the owner of the enchantment, which is me. Uh, this creature's goaded, so they have to attack somebody, but they won't be attacking me unless it's just a two, like one-on-one -on -one at the end of the game, in which case, fine. I'm getting a scry on their turn. That's great. Scry two? That's pretty scry nice. Two. Yeah. That's going to help us dig for the stuff we, we want in our deck. And Shiny Impetus, the red one, two and a red, uh, enchants a creature, plus two, plus two, goaded. This time, whenever the creature attacks, you create a treasure token. This is a fantastic card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really great. This is going to help us fix. Like, on turn three, this is ramp. Like, if you fix, if you, like, put it on the person to your left, and they just immediately go, you immediately get a treasure token back. Like, that's pretty sweet. I, 
I think this is th- this card at, at 19 cents less yeah. than a gumball is very underpriced right now. It's a it's a commander card. Yeah, I like it a lot, and and it's especially if you can get it on something that isn't going to be blocked or um or it's difficult to or something like that you know or uh, you know because obviously if they just block it and it dies you just got the one treasure out of it which if it's a creature you wanted dead amazing if but if it's a creature that you you just wanted to you, you're not going to get a ton of treasure from this basically but uh, no. but it's it's good though it, it i i uh, i actually managed to uh run a few games against a really stupid ai but um but actually it was was pretty great um Okay, so uh, yeah, the impetus cards are, like you said, maybe a little underpriced right now. So that's how we're gonna. Hopefully, we can set the battlefield up to this way where we're not dying right away, right? Because we got a lot of work to do, uh, including ramping. So when you we're talking about eating our veggies in this deck, um, it's we got to eat a lot of them because we're play, we're running a five color deck and we're trying to do it on a budget. And as you know, that is quite difficult. So land wise, what I did was pretty simple. It's, it's a little more of a, an expensive uh, land package than we normally put together here on Commander's Brew. But only because I ran all of the three-color lands. Uh, the old ones, not the new cycling ones. Those are expensive. Right. Because the, the old ones are still, like, not, you know, they're not, like, basic land price. You know, they're not Guildgate price. They're still probably between 50 cents to a dollar, depending on the ones you're talking about, I think. Yeah. Um, but I did run all of them, and it is, I think, I really do think it is worth it. When you get them in your hand, you... Yeah, you play like a turn behind, but um, the three color fixing is just so good. Um, and then you know you run all your other stuff, and I think from from there out you can run a couple of you know you run your um, gates or or gain lands. Gates are good because you can we can run the the, the cards that go get gates for us for ramping. Uh, those are really nice. But um, but other than that, it's just kind of dual lands and then a bunch of basics because we got our terramorphic expanses and stuff like that. And every game I played, I found. It wasn't a, wasn't a problem. The three the the all ten three color or whatever it is is it ten? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, ten yes. three color lands were great. They they were really really good. Um, so that was the key for me, and it was it was really helpful. But of course, we do need to get fixing other ways. We're not going to draw a perfect land every time. So joiner adept. I've, we've talked about this card before in the show. I'm surprised that it is this cheap because the enchantment version of this card is really expensive. But joiner adept is a one and a green for two one uh elf druid uh lands you control have tap add one mana of any color to your mana pool it's just all your lands are now five color lands so pretty sweet uh to sort of jump on the back of that we also have chromatic lantern uh three generic for the artifact that says lands you control have tap add one mana of any color and this also taps for one of any color Spoiler alert, this is the most expensive card in the deck. Um, it got back up there, yeah, didn't it? Sure did. Did you buy one when we said? I hope you did. I hope uh, so. Or a couple, maybe. And then we have another great five-color uh, fixing card, Wayfarer's Bobble. Single uh, colorless mana for the artifact that says pay two and tap. Search your library for a basic land card, put it in your battlefield tap, shuffle. So it's a rampant growth, you know, uh, after you cast it in installments, which is a lot better than just a three mana card that does this it's all colorless so it's really great and i mean we know this we saw this card go up in price and kind of hopefully now come back down because it did get reprinted again so hopefully they'll just keep reprinting this because it's just a great color fixer for for our format um true now we talked about in the scion version of this deck which which exists and is probably probably pretty pretty solid um getting some 
uh, uh, reanimation going. Um, so we gotta we gotta protect our commander. Once we get Karthus out there, you know the whole thing can fall apart if we can't ever get it out of our graveyard if it dies or if someone exiles it or something like that. So Sean, why don't you take a look at this protection package we have? Well, protection package comes in the form of Kaya's Ghost Form. Love this card. It's a single black enchanted creature or planeswalker you control. And when the enchanted permanent dies or is put into exile, that's so key with this card. It not, mm -hmm. If anything happens to it, it's coming back to the battlefield under your control. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was Guy mentioned this one. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, this is a card that you've used, I think, in the last episode or the one before that. But, yeah. It's a single mana. It's so cheap. And What's people, it going for now? Sometimes a, people don't ball. even want to do it. Like, they don't want to kill the thing just because it's like, well, all I'm doing is removing this aura. And you right. get the Enter the Battlefield ability again. Right. So they're like, well, is, is it even worth using my my removal on this? Like, Especially if, if I'm not attacking you, it's like, well, I'm not even going to spend my removal on this. Yeah. It's a great card. Yeah. You get really so good. much from it. Uh, we're also going to run the Mythos of Brockos. I like these Mythos cards. Two green green for a sorcery, but if you also pay, like, so if if the two generic actually was blue-black, so it becomes a Sultai spell. Uh, so anyway, you're going to pay for You're going to search your library for a card, put it into your graveyard, and then shuffle your library. But if you paid that Sultai tax, if you paid the specific four mana to do it, you can return two permanents from your graveyard to your hand. No, it's the other Probably. way around. Hmm? It's the other way around. So the regular spell is just return up to two permanent cards from oh, your yeah. favorite to your hand. But if you paid blue black as part of the two, you get, to... you get to go find two cards, put them in your graveyard, and then do that. Or, or sorry, a card. You get to put right. one card specifically. So basically, if you pay the Sultai version, you get to tutor a card to your hand and return a permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. That's pure upside from Diabolic right? Tutor. It's perfect, right? It's great. Yeah. Uh, just the, the only tough part is the mana, right? Um, but even sure. but even if we're only casting this for two green green and we're getting two things from our graveyard, that's pretty solid. Especially if the thing we're trying to get back is our commander, we'll we'll, we'll happily uh, spend a card to do that and grab another great permanent, like for example, Kai's Ghost Form. Uh, like that's a killer. Imagine, imagine someone gets your gets your Carthus with Kai's Ghost Form and like, okay, fine, you get the you get it to come back. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to use another or another kill spell. Or maybe someone else is like, okay, now I'll use my kill spell. And then you're like, okay, no problem. Mythos of Brockos. Bam, bam. Get them both back. <laughs> get out. Get out. So this is a really good carding commander, I think. This is really good. Like, it lets you tutor and, so and return something. I think the the blue, the Jeskai one is also great. Mm -hmm. The Jeskai one? No. No. Uh, yeah. The Teamer one. The Teamer one is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Which one yeah. is that? What is that the do? one that copies anything? Oh, okay. Yeah, I also Hold thought anything. that. Right, the the Jeskai one is the is the red one, right? Yeah, do yes. five damage. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you're right. It's the teamer one. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking <laughs> about Animate Dead. Animate Dead yes. is the classic aura with a textbook of rules text because they <laughs> didn't. They they just invented a card and they're like, how should this work? Uh, but basically, you enchant something from a graveyard. It comes back to the battlefield on your side with a minus one minus oh counter but if anyone kills the creature or the enchantment the whole thing that like they're gone they're they, they, they go back to the graveyard yeah yeah exactly uh yeah this was um kind of left in from when we were thinking of making this a scion deck uh but um i liked it because it is so cheap 
that even if it's one of our other spells or one of our other creatures in the deck, um, I'm happy to animate dead something. Uh, it's just going to be good no matter what. Uh, so yeah, nice, efficient spell. Love it. Uh, so that's, you know, we've set the scene. We've got, that's what we want to do to the to battlefield. We got our veggies, we got our protection, we got our ramp, we got our draw and all that stuff. Now, finally, let's take a look at the neat moves. Working on a neat moves. Uh, that's right. Okay, so for the first neat move, this is really the heart of the deck. And I will, I got to give credit again to Discord because I had the, like, I had the idea of what I wanted to do in this deck. And then they just turned. They just took the idea and turned it up to eleven. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not even going to tell you what my idea was. You'll see what it is. But their version is just crazy. So basically, what we're going to do is we're going to get uh, spells like Zedru, the Great Hearted, which is one red, white, uh, blue. <laughs> it's a Jeskai spell. Okay. Uh, it's it's the two four monk at the beginning of your upkeep. You gain X life and draw X cards. Rex is the number of permanents you own that your opponents control, and then pay red, white, blue. Target opponent gains control of target permanent you control. So you're giving away stuff and you're drawing cards as a result and all that. Uh, also, we can we can run harmless offering, which is a uh, tuna red, and it just gives something it's like donate. Um, those are we're gonna run those types of spells. And then we're going to run also things like Conspiracy, three black black. As Conspiracy comes into play, choose a creature type. Creature cards you own that aren't in play, can, uh, creature spells you control, and creatures you control are the chosen type. So all of the... So Conspiracy is the best version of it. There's two other cards. We have Xenograft, which is four and a blue. That says, as I head to the battlefield, you choose a creature type. Each creature you control is the chosen type. Uh, and Arcane Adaptation, uh, two and a blue... Uh, same thing, as it enters, you choose a creature type. Creatures you control are the chosen type in addition to their other types. Uh, the same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. So Arcane Adaptation just adds it to everything. Conspiracy makes it everything. And Xenograft only makes it for what it is, but only the stuff you control. Okay. They're all, for the purposes of, of this deck, they are basically all the same. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to give these spells... These enchantments, whether it's Arcane Adaptation, Xenograft, or Conspiracy, we're going to give these to our opponents after we've named dragons. And we're going to turn all of their stuff into dragons. <laughs> and then we're going to cast, or I think what is more likely, actually, is to blink um, uh, Karthus. Because Karthus costs seven. So it's not like we're going to be able to be like, haha, five mana for conspiracy and seven mana for Karthus. Like it's right. much more likely that we've already cast Karthus and then we that we pull this off. Um, you know, this is this is a wild plan. And as I kind of realized in the middle of brewing this deck and coming up with this idea, it's like this is a lot. This is a lot. Like this is a lot of hoops to jump through to basically just have like a mind control you know or a control magics like those are spells that just exist that you can just run you can just make a yeah. deck that is this already if you want but mm. i think and i think i'm right in assuming and like you know kind of expecting that i think those spells create a lot of anger people don't like having their stuff stolen they'll come after you they'll come for you so hard right well the way the way that this works is that i think people will be very impressed that you managed to pull, if you do this, that you managed to pull it off. I truly think that. 
uh, they'll be more impressed than they will be angry. So it's not the same. And also, if you do this, there's a good chance that you just kill them anyways when that happens. Because Depending on how big their creatures are, for sure. But, you know, if you steal a whole person's board of, like, five or six creatures or something, and maybe you even have one or two, uh, you know, you've got Karthus and you've got one of the other dragons in our deck, you probably, you probably have them, you know, to be honest. So um, they don't get enough time to be mad about it, hopefully, is, is hmm. the plan here. Uh, again, you know. I don't know if that's how it's actually going to work out, but I think I think people are going to be impressed with the hoops that we have to jump through. So, uh, so that's one way to do it. Uh, there's another kind of side version of it. So, Sean, I want you to read these next two cards because these yeah, these do similar never things. Heard of these? This is the ver- are... this is the version I actually managed to pull off in in when I was playing in my test deck. Is this first one? So this is these are the Lorwyn tribal spells. They are shapeshifter spells mm-hmm. uh, for a single white mana. Shields of Velus Vel changeling this card is every creature type at all times creatures target player controls get plus zero plus one and gain all creature types until end of turn we can pick our opponent and one opponent's creatures become dragons until well they become everything including dragons until end of turn and then blades of velus vel one in a red similar idea up to two target creatures get plus two plus oh and gain all creature types until end of turn neat not bad right like the, yeah. the the white one is incredible like this is even better than our our plan with the conspiracy and stuff this is a neat move this is a very neat move hit him like pay one white i did have a game where i had eight mana i paid one white to turn all of my opponent's creatures into everything and then i played karthus and then bam i got them all and then i just wow. swung and killed them like this is a, this comes this can come out of nowhere absolutely like people even people who know that you have karthus like which they probably won't because it's a five color Golos deck. You know what I mean? Amazing. Um, and yeah, like, and in a pinch, you know, Blaze of Ellisville isn't bad. Um, uh, okay, yeah, so we have some other versions that do similar things. First is uh, Unnatural Selection, which is one in a blue for an enchantment, and it says pay one uh, generic. Or is it colorless? Yeah, it is generic. Uh, choose a creature type other than wall. Target creature's type becomes that type until end of turn. So this one you have to do individually once you have this guy down, but that's not too bad because you know if a creature, if, a, if you know someone only has three or four creatures, it's not, you know, it's not uh, out of the question for for that to work. Uh, artificial evolution is good if there's one particular creature you want because it's single blue for an instant that says change the text of target spell or permanent by replacing all instances of one creature type with another. Uh, the new creature type can't be legend or wall. This has some other, like, applications in you changing, um, like, (laughs) like what a spell says. It can even change it on the stack. Um, Change Karthus. You can, exactly, you can change what Karthus says and what he takes. So if you're playing against a zombie deck, you don't have anything except for this. Change what Karthus says. Change what he he says, um, uh, zombies or something like that. So, yeah, there's other applications for this one. This is a cool one. And, you know, I did include a couple other ones like this. But this is what I was, I'm talking about the second pass. I actually think I would take out a few of these because because I'm not sure because there's a couple like single use ones that I don't think are as um, quite as useful as like artificial evolution is, for example. Uh, and, and yeah, you can you can beef up some other parts of the deck. But but generally speaking, I mean, it's really fun to just do this kind of out of nowhere and <laughs> steal a bunch of your opponent's stuff. So uh, really, really neat stuff. So. As I mentioned, we're going to be looking at doing some blinking because Karthus costs so much. 
you're better off to like probably cast Karthus. Um, hopefully, you've got some sort of protection ready just in case it, it goes awry. But then you'll you'll be able to uh, on the next turn cast one of these spells, do one of these tricks, and then just blink them with momentary blink. Yeah classic one in a white instant XL creature you control then return it it also flashes back for a three and a blue uh we're looking at acrobatic maneuver acrobatic maneuver mm. uh two and white another instant it costs one more but this time you draw a card with it doesn't have flashback also great um Silmgar's command three blue black for an instant and you choose two out of these four counter target non-creature spell return target permanent to its owner's hand we're interested in that one target creature gets minus three minus three till end of turn destroy target planeswalker very versatile exactly super versatile like if you're not blinking at least Silmgar's command gives you the the possibility of returning a permanent uh probably karthus or something like that so but this also works to i mean i don't know how often this would ever happen but it, it also works to like steal everything with with the with the conspiracy and then get the conspiracy back and maybe Ooh. maybe use it on someone else. I think that's a pretty slim possibility because I think once you have all of one person's creatures, that's probably enough to to then not only kill them but probably kill the other people. Maybe not. Uh you know, we'll see. Um but um but yeah, it's 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 versatile in that way. Also, I mean countering a non-creature spell like negate is one of my most included commander cards every like i think actually every blue deck i have runs in a gate so um i think that this card is worth it just for that even um there's also some key uh just quickly a few key like actual dragon cards that are just really good with karthus set why not run them death by dragons four red red for the sorcery each player other than target player creates a five five red dragon creature token with flying so you just give one to everyone uh, including yourself, um, and then you just take them all with Karthus the next turn. Uh, Descent of the Dragons is also a really good one. Four red red. Destroy any number of target creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller puts a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So you can get a lot of dragons this way. If you, if you Descent of the Dragons and then uh, then get Karthus out or Blink Karthus. Oof. Wow. Yeah, it, it gets ugly. Uh, because remember, Karthus gives them all haste, too. So if you... <laughs> Yeah, and and untaps them like it's wild. So, you wipe their whole board, any number, and then Ugh. like pay do this and then momentary blank Karthus. You just get I them mean, all. As a sidebar, speaking of um, reprints that got cheaper because of Double Masters, I think Double Masters. Maybe it was Jumpstart. Anyway, I want to cast Descent of the Dragons while I have a Containment Priest. Is it Containment Priest? Which is the uh. one? Yes. No, maybe so you'll you'll just get them. That's M. Oh no, wait, no, that's not the one where we get them. Crafty cut purse, we get them. Crafty cut purse, that's the one I meant. That one's just around. I don't even think that got reprinted. Container uh, priest can... got reprinted in M twenty and corset twenty one. Right, but it does not get non token. It doesn't get tokens. Containment priest doesn't get tokens. Yeah, cut purse with this. That's a nice little combo, though. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. Those are just some cool things with Karthus. And then finally, you know, if our plan isn't going th exactly the way we want, we still have some other stuff to do in the deck. Uh, but if it, even if it is, though, th these cards even add that much more. 
Uh, it's a couple of the Fate Reforged dragons. Sean, why don't you take these uh, these two? Yeah, so we got Ojatai, Soul of Winter, 7 mana with Azorius colors, 5 white, blue, Legendary Dragon, 5, 6, Flying Vigilance. Whenever a dragon you control attacks, tap target non-land permanent on opponent controls. That permanent doesn't untap uh, during its next controller's untap step. Great to get whatever blockers remain out of the way. Silumgar the Drifting Death, 4 blue, black, flying in, hexproof. Whenever a uh, 3-7 to start, whenever a dragon you control attacks, creatures defending player controls gets minus 1, minus 1 until end of turn. Those two together will ensure, with a few dragons attacking, that there's nothing that yeah. can block your flying assault. Yeah, exactly. And, like, don't forget, like, we, uh, we, kinda, we, we would also hold on to one of our, like, arcane adaptation spells, so that way when we get them, they still are dragons. When we get all the creatures so yeah. we'll need to do that um but like i said even if we're just run even if it's just karthus silumgar and one other dragon like for example we also have lathless uh for red red uh she's the six six legendary dragon flying whenever another non-token dragon enters the battlefield under your control create a five five uh dragon token and then dragons you control get plus one plus oh until in a turn if you pay one in a red so she has like fire breathing for all dragons um Lathus is great with the blinking. Like, even if we're blinking any of the dragons we have, uh, not just Karthus, even, um, Lathus becomes really good there. Uh, the other one is Scale Lord Reckoner, uh, which is which was one of our first... We had two preview cards as our first previews, and Scale Lord Reckoner is one of them. Uh, Master Chief here, three white-white for the 4-4 four, four dragon with flying. Whenever a dragon you control becomes the target of a spell or ability and opponent controls, destroy target non-land permanent that, drag, that, that player controls. So, you know, just, I mean, this is tough. It's tough for your opponents to deal with anything with, with the Reckoner out. Another Ooh. bit of uh, protection there. So we've got some stuff going, even if we're, even if the main plan doesn't happen. We still got some big, nice big creatures here. We still got Golos to, you know, maybe even lean on a bit if things get really rough. But uh, overall, you know, it, there's a lot of work and, and it's, 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 fairly convoluted you do need to tutor for a couple things uh you're going to want to tutor for karthus first first and foremost uh then you're definitely going to want to try and get you know one of those conspiracy xenograft arcane adaptation things <laughs> then you're gonna want to tutor for <laughs> the harmless offering of the z true or whatever it is right so there's a couple of things you will draw some stuff too so you know yeah you know, keep it in mind it's 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 going to be it's going to be fun you're going to have a good time and like i said hopefully we can just impress our opponents enough that they're not going to be so mad that we stole all of their stuff yeah if you're able to get through all that i think kudos to you you worked uh, hard there, enough right were there any uh, surprises or discovery cards? yes yes another um another uh suggestion from discord was um alpha status which is a good th um like a uh, um alternate win con sort of if, if we can't do the karthus thing a lot because Alpha status is two and a green for just an aura that says enchanted creature gets plus two plus two for each other creature in play that shares a type with it. So if we can make all of the all of our opponent's stuff dragons, and and if our if most of our stuff is dragons just by nature of what we have in our deck, that's going to be a lot. So you know you throw this on like an Ojutai and then you attack with Ooh. it and it's got like plus twenty or something and you're you know you're tapping down the flyer they have and you're smashing them for that much. Like that's pretty sweet. So that's pretty sweet. And not to mention if it does, you know, get to get to land on Karthus and just 
now he's like a 22, 20, whatever, right? Like, he can be massive too. A 27, 27? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, so, sure. Cool, uh, cool dish. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, shout outs to the Discord. We had, there was so many people in there helping out, like, over there was like it was like over a span of a couple of days so um i just want to just give shout outs to the to the general the gang you know who you are you in there and 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 with just so many great suggestions and like always there's always some splinter group uh who creates like a whole separate like different deck with like a different aim that still is from the same like seed like it's still from the same idea of the five color karthas but then it just goes off and does some different things and it's just i love it so much so you know, if you haven't jumped in on the Discord, or even if you're late to, like, I know some people will show up, like, after I, I've, like, built the deck already, or I've recorded, or we, maybe even after we've recorded, and just, just say, like, oh, hey, do you guys include this? Pop in there and take a look, because you might get some really cool deck ideas yourself, right? Like, that's that's actually one of the awesome things about it. Yeah. Um, so thanks to everyone. Well, we've uh, done our surprise and discoveries, and we've also talked about the... Uh, discord helper so um i believe that it's time for the budget report what a budget report intro Mm -hmm. that's right and where did that come from um after effects but who made it i made it you made it it. yes you did one of my quarantine hobbies has been teaching myself after effects really great job i love it it's exactly what i think you and i were picturing in our heads every time we went oh yes it was very easy to design um uh so thanks for that it only took us 257 episodes to figure that out and a global quarantine (laughs) global quarantine uh so yeah um really great stuff thank you for that sean um, and you know, apologies to people who are going to miss that, but, uh, I do believe that's, that might be retired. Uh, if you twist our arms, maybe we'll, we'll get some audio of it and slip it into the <laughs> intro. That's a fun idea. That's, let's get the best of both worlds rocking here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So budget wise, um, this one is, uh, like in the mid range, I would say, um, you know, a little more expensive than um, some of the other ones we've done recently. But the low is like 76. Usually you can get the lowdown uh, more than that. But um, usually you can get the lowdown. Usually you get the lowdown. Uh, market price on TCG is like 135-ish. Um, but, you know, as there are usually, there's a couple of good ways to make a few uh, meaningful cuts. Uh, the most expensive card in the deck is Chromatic Lantern, as I mentioned earlier. It's up to $8 now. It's just <clears> perfect. <throat> It's just, it, it's so good, right? And like, yeah. here's my thing. So I, help me with this because I don't know. So as a budget player, we like the land base is the most important thing when we're trying to go five colors. Like you want to have the right lands for it. But when you're on that budget, the lands are the most expensive part. So it's so hard. Fetches and shocks and original duels. If, you know, all these things are not available to us necessarily. Um so, you know, we're, we're working with a lot of different stuff here. So th- cards like Chromatic Lantern become, I think, that much more important. Um, so I'm I'm like, as, even as a budget player, at $8, I'm still kind of willing to, to, to use that on a card like this. And, of course, you know, Staple Binder or, or whatever it is, you, you know, if you have a system like that, I really hope you've got a Chromatic Lantern in, in there for these types of decks, right? Um, but what do you think? Eight bucks? 
Do you think that's worth it in a deck like this? Oh. I can't answer this question without just addressing larger budgetary issues with our game. <laughs> I think they reprint this from time to time. It goes down to like two, like three or four bucks. It always comes back to here around 10, under 10. If you can grab one, grab one. If you have one, keep it. Don't get any more. Just use some sort of staple system. Just move it from deck to deck as you play, even if most of your decks want it. I don't think if you don't own one, it's worth an $8 investment, but let it work for all your decks. Don't yeah. buy 10 of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you like, if you are the type of person who does want to have one for however many decks you have that, that want this card, then, then yeah, make sure that when they reprint it, you're, you're one of those people grabbing up the $4 copies of it or $5 copies, whatever it was. Yeah. Because they don't stay, they don't stay very low for very long. Um, no. so yeah, snap them up. Um, so, you know, for the purposes of this, I think that it is worth having this card in there because it does just perfectly fix. And this is a greedy deck. That's the other thing. Like this isn't something that's like, we made sure to be low on the mana pips. It's like, no, no, no. We're working with like double white, double blue, you know, <laughs> Jund. It's crazy. So you, you do need this effect, right? Um, it's although it is, I will say it is tough because like you know uh, what's a joiner adept is like fifty cents a dollar or something like that like that card which does the same thing just costs green to do it is nowhere near the price of this but anyways what's the next one here uh, Mystic Remora um, any single mana card that can do a lot is gonna get more expensive this is no exception single blue for an enchantment it's got cumulative upkeep of one generic. So every turn that goes around, you got to pay one additional during your upkeep, two the next turn, three the next turn. But you won't need to keep it along around for long because whenever an opponent plays a non-creature spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays four. That's a hefty tax. It's a big Early tax. in the game, if you drop this on turn one, I mean, you're kind of locked out from doing anything because you're going to be developing your mana as you're paying your upkeep, but your opponents are also going to be developing by playing non-creature spells, ramp spells, artifacts, mana rocks, that sort of thing. So, you know, you decide, like, do you want to take two turns off and draw four cards? That seems fair. It's pretty, it's pretty fair. And as we know, yeah. this is a pretty good card. And really, I just kind of threw it in because single blue is just something that it's just easier to cast, but really, this is this takes this is the placeholder of any generic draw spell, anything that's good with drawing. Green, there's some green spells that are excellent in this deck, like the ones that count for power because we have some big powered creatures. So maybe just replace this with that. You know, uh, um, even Shamanic Revelation might be might be fine to play in this deck, which I which is my favorite draw spell as of late. Um, you don't need to spend six fifty on Mystic Remora heads up i didn't even know it was this much that's why i put it in the deck and i was like oh budget report well at least we'll get to talk about the fact that it's 650 yeah uh and here's a real surprise even though i think again i think this did pop up on a previous budget report recently but dead eye navigator is 650 what i mean this is a this is a, a people used to sc scream and cry for this card to be banned people used to people were really out to get dead eye navigator banned yeah, uh, you, you don't hear too much about that the, any, anymore these days. Hey, like I, I don't, 
Like whenever, did, it, whenever it did comes people up, just stop running it more because like decks got even more powerful. Is this just a know. bad card now? I don't know. I don't think it's bad, but I I don't no. know. I don't know what happened with it. But it's it's four and two blue for the five five soul bonder. If you don't know this one, um, uh, as long as that navigator is paired with another creature, each of those creatures has one and a blue. Exile this creature, then return it to the battlefield under your control. And again, if you've never played with Deadeye Navigator or against it, you know that this means that both Deadeye Navigator and the creature, Karthus in this case probably, um, is very difficult to remove them. You try to target either of them with a removal spell, and then they pay the one in a blue and they blink it, and then you need another removal spell. Um, yeah. Always know, though, that if a person does have Deadeye Navigator out and they... They do it just, you know, they use the one and a blue to, you know, do the blinking thing that they want to do. Whenever either one of them comes back in, there is a, the, the soul bond trigger goes on the stack. So if you have instant speed removal, as long as you can just wait for them to do it themselves, because I think people pretty rarely run this for just straight protection. Like mostly people will run this to do something like we're trying to do, which is like blink it and get an ETB effect and all that kind of stuff. So as, as you know, if you've, if you've got the patience for it, you can wait until that that either of them re-enters, the soul bond triggers on the stack, and then in response to that, you d you destroy Deadeye Navigator, um, because then because nothing is soul bonded at that point, none of them have the have the ability. So that's the trick. Maybe maybe people just figured out that trick, because I remember like that wasn't talked about a lot, and then all of a sudden it was, and now all of a sudden I don't see people playing this card that much anymore. But Somehow yeah. it's still six fifty. <laughs> Do you think Dex as a whole just got leaner and meaner, and six it's mana possible. with two extras of just too much? Yeah, I. Th you know what? That's probably the more likely uh, thing that that happened. Commander just got a bunch more powerful cards printed for it, and Deadeye Navigator got kind of pushed yeah. out a little bit. It happens. Well, you know, in these types of decks, it is very, still a very, very good card. So six fifty. You know, I mean, it's up to you. Do you have enough blink in there? If you do. Yeah, you can run something else for six fifty. I I consider maybe upping um, upping your your you know your uh, your five color mana base or perhaps uh, you know uh, better artifacts, better mana artifacts or something like that. Right? Some of the signets are pretty pricey these days, so you know it doesn't stop. I know it doesn't it stop. <laughs> it never stops. Uh, okay, let's talk about our favorite cards here. Okay, real quick to close this one out. Uh, mine is uh, a weird one. Teza, Envoy of Ghosts, I put in this deck. Five white, black. This is another seven mana spell. Four, four, protection from creatures. Legendary human advisor. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, destroy that creature. Put a one, one, white and black spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Um, I picked this because uh, there's enough ramp in this deck that running a, a seven mana, two color spell is actually really not hard. Um, and... Um, she is one of these things where it's like no one's going to attack you ever with this. So you're going to keep your opponent's board of creatures like up and ready and in, in, in the defense mode. And that's great because then when we, we get that, that means we get even more stuff with Karthus. Yeah. <laughs> right? So uh, that's fun. They're not going to be able to kill you. That's fun. So it all kind of works. This is just a fun card. I, you feel kind of like you feel very powerful when you're, when you're swinging with Taza and, she has pro creatures and, you know, just getting in there. Um, especially if you can throw that alpha authority on her and uh, name dragons. Like, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, what about you? My favorite card is, I mean, do you like free spells, Andy? I sure do. 
I love free spells. How about Wilderness Reclamation? It's three and a green. It's an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, untap all lands you control. You probably have four lands out when you cast this, so you're going to untap it. So you come out of your turn with the same amount of available mana as you went into your turn, probably even more. So we all, if you play any standard, you know that this card is banned. <laughs> it just got banned, but uh, it's very powerful. And it's one of my faves for it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's surprisingly good in this deck. Like, there's there, we have a surprising amount of instant speed stuff to do, so uh, it actually becomes pretty uh, pretty nice. I mean, you get this with Dead Eye Navigator, and then your opponents are truly will have a hard time dealing with anything because oh. you'll always have the mana to activate it. Yep. If they if they if they know about the soul bond trick though keep that yes, in mind yes. uh well there you have it this is our pretty convoluted but pretty fun deck also uh where we try and steal everything uh um i uh yeah you can check us check this link you can check this deck out uh via our tcg link um and just see the craziness in this deck because there's a lot of weird wild stuff in there we even have we don't have more we have more of the fate reforged dragons too like a tark is in here so it gives everything double strike and everything so it's it's yeah gets gets pretty wild gets pretty wild it's a fun one it's a fun one um more for you i'd say you know what for your more casual nights i'll tell you that you don't want the uh, yeah. super aggressive uh <laughs> super sleek uh competitive decks coming at you when you're when you're playing this one uh you're gonna need some time I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but super fun, super fun. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Um, uh, like I said, you know, you can check out uh, uh, this deck list on TCG. Just follow our affiliate link. And uh, if you follow that link, uh, if you purchase any cards, whether it's from that deck or anywhere else on the site after that point, we get a little slice of that, so that helps support us. Uh, also, check out, of course, Wizard Tower, wizardtower.com. Uh, if you're within Canada, you order uh, your uh, your singles there, and you can get a little uh, little percentage off of there if you use our, our coupon code. Um, so, yeah, thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, we will all see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.